Yeah, hey there, we're doing a mobile kitchen episode, and the reason it's going to be a mobile kitchen episode is because this is going to be a... You've heard of unboxing, well this is going to be an unbagging. You ever heard of an unbagging? It's what we call doing a little unbagging. Yeah, an unbagging, it's when we unbag grocery stores while... It's, it's when we try to unbag grocery, sto- grocery stores, try to unbag grocery items while doing a podcast. Uh, and usually it just ends up with me talking and not doing anything. Uh, lots of bag noise. We like that bag noise. Uh, we don't want this to get too self-referential, though, because you know what those sounds are. You know what those sounds are. Um, but I had an altercation, you might call it, in the grocery store. And you know, every time I have an altercation in the grocery store, I've got to talk about it afterwards. I've got to unbag it. <laughs> And uh, it happened because, you know, I walked there, you know, a friend was over here and she left. And uh, so I uh, I was like, I, I want to go to, the gro- I, you know, I got to get my bananas. I got to get my bananas. And so I went to the grocery store, walked there, was, uh, you know, going, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I'm like a laser beam bouncing off the walls, going to exactly the spots that I need stuff from. Like, I'm not much of a grocery store browser. I go there and I'm a laser shooting around the grocery store, hitting the spots that I need to hit. Pre-programmed. I'm like a pre-programmed laser beam that knows exactly where it needs to go. I understand not everybody does that. You know, I have a lot of fond memories of as a kid being with my mom and just slowly looking around. Uh, but for my own purposes, I'm, you know, a, I'm an in and out kind of guy. I'm a laser beam. If you, if you ever go to a grocery store and you see a, a real actual glowing blue laser beam just shoot through the door you know that's me you can say eric's here but you know sometimes you run into people who who are roadblocks and i I went down the yogurt aisle which a lot of stuff happens in the yogurt aisle for whatever reason for me you know if you've listened to me do these grocery store episodes i end up talking about yogurt a lot the yogurt aisle has just some special significance to me i don't care about the other dairy I don't even consider it the dairy aisle, even though it's probably considered the dairy aisle. I consider it the yogurt aisle because that's what I get there. And the yogurt aisle, of course, is also the one where it seems like you have to wait for people the most. You have to watch people as they slowly cruise by the yogurt, trying to pick their yogurt. And that's okay. You got to have patience. You got to have tolerance, all that. But today there was there was one lady in the yogurt aisle pushing a cart very slowly. She didn't seem to know what she wanted. And more than usual, I was in the mode of getting in and out. Even more than usual. I was, you know, if my laser beam is normally programmed to get in and out, my laser beam was heightened, intensified to where I didn't want this laser beam to, to sit for a single second. Because there's nothing worse than a laser beam that's just been stalled in the air. You know, that sucks. A floating laser beam that isn't going anywhere. But uh, anyway, so, you know, this lady was just taking her time. And I wasn't mad. I was just like, I'm going to be patient. I'm not going to crowd her, for one. And I wouldn't crowd her anyway. But it's like Corona Vi, you, you, you know, there's less incentive to crowd someone. And uh, 
So I waited. I was patient. But she stood out. You know, it's the cartoon boulder again. I brought it up recently, so I probably don't need to explain what it is. But it's it's the cartoon boulder, the outlined boulder in the cartoon that you know is going to fall because its cell is outlined and maybe even colored slightly differently. This lady stood out to me. Like, even beyond the fact that she was my obstacle, she was the reason I couldn't get my yogurt as quickly as I wanted it. You know, even despite that, she kind of stood out for some reason. And I thought about her for probably longer than I otherwise would have if I just saw somebody in the grocery store. And so when I went to go check my stuff out, when I went to go to the checkout line, I was there was only one line open. Because as I mentioned, this time of night, you're on midnight time. You know, 8 o'clock at night, which it, it was just about, it was almost 8 o'clock, you know, when the clock strikes strikes 8 o'clock at the grocery store during the age of Coronivai, it actually strikes midnight, and the midnight crowd comes in. So it was about 8 o'clock, so, you know, the midnight crowd was creeping in. You saw some strange people. And so I was ready to get out of there. I was ready to get out of there before the clock struck 8 o'clock, a.k.a. midnight. But I, there was only one line open, so I was in this long line. And I was okay with it. I wasn't impatient. I was like, this is going to be a wait. I'm going to have to wait longer than I'd like. But, you know, that's life. That's grocery store life. That's life at the hunting ground. This strange place that I think about so much. The grocery store. And, uh, but fortunately, a line next to it opened up. The guy, and it happened to be the same guy who, if you listen to the last unbagging episode, there was a guy at the grocery store in the yogurt aisle. So this is all connected. He was in the yogurt aisle wearing, and he was an employee of the grocery store, the, the night shift. And he was loading yogurts, like he was packing up yogurts. And he was wearing a cattle decapitation hoodie, which I thought was really strange. It was like on the outside of his, like he was wearing the hoodie. It was a zip up hoodie. He was wearing it on the outside of his grocery store work uniform, which I found interesting. You don't typically see grocery store employees wearing their own clothes, but especially not like a, a cattle decapitation hoodie. And, and if you're not familiar with that, I'm talking about it's a band. It's a band. And uh, a band I hadn't thought about in a long time when I saw that. And I knew, even though I, you know, I mentioned this in that episode, but I knew it was a cattle decapitation hoodie. Like, like I used to own one of their CDs when I was much younger. Like probably my sophomore year of high school, I had a cattle decapitation CD and a seven inch. I think I actually might still have the seven inch too. But anyway, so this guy was in a, a cattle decap hoodie. And the amazing thing about it was uh, I, I decided to ask him what it was. I was like, excuse me, young man. And he's, he, this guy's very young, probably early 20s. Like, I probably, you know what's crazy is I probably owned that, that cattle decapitation CD in 7-inch like around the time this guy was born, which is bizarre to think about. Out of all the bands that like I lost interest in, or never, I never even really had an interest in cattle decapitation. I just kind of had it because it, it came out and it was death metal or something. I bought it. You know, it's one of those things, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't preview that stuff on the internet. So you just, it was like, oh, here's a death metal CD that just came out. I'll buy it. 
And, uh, but yet, even though I knew it was a cattle decapitation hoodie, I was so taken aback by the fact that a grocery store employee was wearing that just out in the open while he stocked yogurt that I was like, excuse me, what band is that? And he was like, uh, cattle decapitation. And just hearing a grocery store employee on the clock say the words cattle decapitation was good. It was, it, it, I liked it. It was good. So anyway, it was that guy who opened up the check stand tonight next to the one I was in. And I was, I was waiting, you know, not for a long time, but long enough. The line was long. And so I, he said that the next person can go ahead and come to my line. And I was the next person. But guess who shows up? The slow, the yogurt sloth is what I'd call her. Everything about her, and I'm not talking shit, even though I am, but everything about this woman was slothenly. She was slow moving. She was like a manatee floating in the harbor. That's just the vibe she gave across. Not criticizing anything about her, <laughs> except I am. Uh, but she, uh, she shows up magically there and she decides that even though she wasn't waiting in any line, she decides she's the next person in line. And normally I would let that go. You know, I was talking yesterday about like letting things go in traffic, being like, you know what? I'm going to laugh at the person who cuts me off. I'm going to laugh at the guy who's driving like a maniac. You know, as much as I do try to lean that way. Like tonight, I was ready to get in and out of there. And I was the I was the rightful heir of that checkout lane. So when the yogurt sloth showed up again with her cart, and she had a cart full of stuff, it'd be different if she didn't have much stuff. But I had everything I needed in a hand basket. She had a cart full of stuff, and she decided that she was the rightful heir. She was the usurper. She was going to usurp my rightful place in this brand new checkout line with the cattle decapitation fan checking us out. The cashier was a cattle decapitation fan. And uh, so what I did is as she was like trying to walk up into the lane, I just said, no, I just I just cut right in front of her brazenly. And she was taken aback like she was outraged. She was angry. And I said, no, I was next. And she kind of tried to aggressively move ahead for a second. And I started to load my stuff onto the conveyor belt, that magical conveyor belt, my conveyor belt. <laughs> and uh, she continued to kind of, she got nasty. You know, she didn't say any, any nasty words. She didn't call me any names. But, you know, she, you could tell she was ready for a fight. You know, you could tell, like, she was trying to steal somebody else's rightful place in line. And then got nasty at me about it. And she said, I was right here. And it's like, yeah, you happened to be pushing your cart nearby at that moment. But the lane, he specifically said, I'll take the next person in line. And I didn't get into it with her. I don't get into it with people. I just said, no, nah, I was the next person. And then she continued to push her cart forward. And I said, you know what? If you really want it, I'll let you have it. And then she said, no. It's like child psychology. She's like, no, I don't want it. And she's like, what you did was very rude. 
And I felt, what's interesting is I felt the, I felt conflict electricity shoot through my arms, but I knew I was right. Sometimes you feel conflict electricity and it kind of sucks because you know you were wrong. You know you got into some kind of altercation, some kind of dispute, but you know you're wrong. So like the conflict electricity doesn't feel very good. In this case, it was just kind of a buzz. And I was like, oh, conflict. One of my few interactions with people gets to be a conflict over who who is first in line. And I was the rightful heir. And, you know, this is how stupid I am. This is how insecure I am. When I got up to the line with the cattle decapitation cashier, which is what I'm going to call him, I, I, I had to say something about it where I said to him, like, you know, I was the next person in line over there. Like, I wanted him on my side. I wanted to, I considered him the judge. The cattle decapitation cashier was the judge. And I wanted him to... I wanted his approval. I was desperate for his approval. No, I I just wanted to communicate because it was awkward and I just wanted to communicate that like, hey man, I didn't I didn't do anything wrong. And he said, "No, you're right." He quietly said it so as not to like allow the woman to hear it. So as not to allow the yogurt sloth to hear what he said, which is very professional, I have to say. Considering he wears cattle decapitation hoodies to work while he stocks the yogurt shelves, I thought he was very professional because he acknowledged my place as the rightful heir while being quiet enough to not let her hear it. Because he knew, he knew I was the next person in line. He saw it. He, he was, when he said, I'll take the next person in line, he was talking to me. And he knew who he was talking to, and I know who he was talking to, but we had an attempted usurpation. We had a usurper, and the usurper was the yogurt sloth. And sure enough, the same sort of person who tries to usurp your place as the rightful heir in the checkout lane is the same sort of person who will call you rude. And take on this tone of hostility. And I tried to make it okay because they're doing this thing at at the grocery store where they give you Monopoly tickets. And you use, if you get enough of them or something, you get free items. And I don't bother with it. I, I did it once and it just wasn't worth it. The amount of effort you have to put in to like compile them and you have to glue them onto this like fake Monopoly board just to get like a free bag of frozen vegetables or something, you know, uh, and, uh, I said, I didn't want my monopoly tickets, but I said, but Hey, you know what? You can give them, you can give mine to her. And I thought about it and I was like, that could either be taken as an insult. Like that could be adding insult to injury or it could be a nice gesture. Knowing her, she would take it as an insult. Knowing the yogurt sloth, she would take it as an insult. But as the yogurt laser, I'm the yogurt laser. I meant it to be, you know, kind of like a a consolation. Like, yeah, you know, we had this dispute. And even though I was right, I'll give you my Monopoly tickets if you want them. But the guy, the cattle decapitation cashier, he was like, nah, no, don't worry about it. 
I think he understood. I think that the cattle decapitation cashier is a master in psychology. <laughs> this 21-year-old, goofy, like, ginger sort of guy with glasses, hair parted down the middle, wears cattle decapitation hoodies to his grocery store job while he stocks the yogurt shelves. You know, I think he's a master in psychology because he knew better than to give her my monopoly tickets and he knew better than to acknowledge my place as the rightful heir too loud so that she wouldn't hear it because he's got to deal with her next and she's going to make a comment about me and how rude I am for doing what I deserve to do I was waiting in line baby I was the next person in line baby you know it's, it's just that kind of thing where it's like we all know who's right here. <laughs> and you know, and I, I find it funny that the yogurt aisle is like the thread running through this. Like when I saw the cattle decapitation cashier, at that point I didn't even know that he works the cashier. But when I first saw him for a month ago, two months ago, wearing his cattle decapitation hoodie, his cattle decap hoodie. He was stocking the yogurt shelves. So I know him from the yogurt section. And yeah, I know I know it's the dairy section. I know it's technically the dairy section. The only thing I care about there is yogurt. That's all I get. This laser beam that I am that shoots through the grocery store, it only knows yogurt. That's why I'm the yogurt laser. And so the yogurt laser knew the cattle decapitation guy as the guy who stocks yogurt. And it turns out the yogurt sloth is somebody who my earlier interaction with was in the yogurt aisle. So the yogurt aisle threads through this entire situation. And if I were really crazy, I would say, I know you from the yogurt aisle, and I know you from the yogurt aisle, and you probably don't even remember me from the yogurt aisle, because I'm such a, a fast-moving, smooth laser. But how could you possibly know me, because I just, I shoot in and out of these aisles. You look over at the yogurts, and you notice that ten of them are gone. Because the yogurt laser just shot through that aisle and grabbed 10 of them in a second. A split second. But anyway, it was funny. It's, it's funny having a conflict. Because, I mean, it's very rare that I get into conflicts with people. It's very rare. And grocery stores are a place where you can... That opportunity always exists. Because there are lines. There are, you know, you have to wait for people to grab things. You have to, if there's a limited amount of things, like somebody can get the last one right in front of you. You know, there's a lot of opportunities for conflict at the grocery store. And part of it's because it involves food. Part of it involves the fact that it's this pseudo hunting ground. But, you know, I was talking about, like, Joe Obama bin Biden's dog and the whole dog thing seeming scripted. The way, like, they made this big deal about the dogs and this dog's in the White House again. And then the dog bites somebody. So it's like it almost feels scripted. This felt scripted, too. Maybe this is my new thing is everything feeling scripted. Where uh, I'm like, oh, you know what? Uh, 
it felt scripted that I originally met the cattle decapitation cashier in the yogurt aisle where I asked him about his hoodie. And then a month later, I ran into the yogurt sloth in the yogurt aisle and had to patiently wait for her to, to slowly drift along, to, to float along. She floats along the yogurt aisle while I, while I wait as patiently as a yogurt laser can paint, can wait, <laughs> paint. I wait, <laughs> I wait as long as a yogurt laser can wait for the yogurt sloth to do her business. And then sure enough, all three of us convene on the same check stand. You might as well call it the yogurt check stand because everybody at that check stand at that moment had something to do with the yogurt aisle. And of course, the yogurt sloth tries to usurp my rightful place as the next customer to walk through the yogurt check stand and be wrung out by the cattle decapitation cashier who I originally knew from the yogurt aisle. Never underestimate the yogurt aisle. It can change your night. That's all I got here. Short episode. I'm, I, I managed to finish all my unpacking in like three seconds. Normally, it's the, normally like I talk for 10 minutes and then realize I haven't unpacked, unbagged a single grocery. But I managed to unbag it all very quickly, which tells you it's an efficient evening. I brought that laser energy home with me, which I don't always do. A laser at the store and a laser at home. Just a little story from the yogurt aisle. This land is mine. God gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land where children Take